0: Inspiring and equipping you to live the life you're destined to live. This is the Ascend Men podcast. The phrase as strong as Fort Knox comes from a city in Kentucky where the United States holds its gold bullion deposits currently estimated to be worth $7 trillion. That's not the only valuable thing about Fort Knox. Today's guest, John Connor, also hails from that city. And he's from good stock too, having close relatives from Manchester, England. John was a personal trainer and a nurse before taking up a post with the military, spending the last three years at RAF Mildenhall by the time you hear this podcast, he will have relocated back to the US with his wife, Brittany, and their heart-meltingly cute baby, Amelia. Hi, John.
1: Hey, Alan. Thanks for uh, having me. This is awesome and uh, looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are too. So we always like to get to know our guests through some quick-fire questions. So first of all, you have a hole in your sock. Do you darn it or bin it?
1: Hole in the socks? I, uh, I darn it. You darn it. Yeah, I like to, uh, get the most practical use out of, uh, uh the clothes that I wear. So Great. until it, until, uh, it doesn't serve its purpose, I'll, uh, get rid of it.
0: Great. Second question. Do you take any vitamins or supplements?
1: Yeah, I take, um, multivitamins, uh, fish oil, and, uh, that's, that's pretty much about it at uh-huh. this time.
0: And a third question, uh, might need a bit more thought. How do you feel the most misunderstood by people?
1: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that I feel misunderstood is just the um, seriousness and intensity that I bring, that it can be interpreted as uh, uh, being uh, aggressive or uh, a a bit arrogant.
0: Yeah. Mm. Do you ever feel you need to try and correct that later?
1: No, I think it's something that I've been, uh, you know, being an introvert myself, um, you know, forces me to have to be more intentional with striking up conversations and uh, breaking the ice. Mm. And so that's something that I have to constantly work out.
0: Mm. Well, here's something else uh, I know you work out. I hear you like running a lot. Tell me more.
1: Yeah. So uh, the journey with running for me, I think a lot of people can see running as why would, why would you do that? That causes a lot of pain. It's a, it's a very boring, monotonous thing. And I agree with all, all of those sentiments. Um, but I think one of the things that it does allow me to do is like, it has an analogy with, with just life itself, with, uh, the mundane uh, things that life brings. Sometimes you have to face those with a, with a, with a level head. And so with, with, with running, you're in that space where you're like, man, this is extremely boring and painful. But, uh, as you kind of transcend through that, you're, you're also improving yourself and there's a lot of, uh, neurochemical benefits as well. So.
0: But, 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 but John, John, we're not just talking about a park run 5k here. You, you do a lot of running. Tell tell us, tell us about the, the distances you run.
1: Yeah. So the longest distance I've done is a is hundred miles. Um, and then now I'm just training
0: with, so, so, so yeah. that's a that's hundred miles in one go, a hundred miles over five days, a hundred miles in a month.
1: A uh, hundred miles in, in one go. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a 25 hour adventure for me. And,
0: and, and where was that?
1: So that was in, uh, Flagstaff, uh, started in Flagstaff and ended at the, the Southern entrance of Grand Canyon. Wow
0: quite something. So how do you train for a hundred mile run?
1: Through proper planning, preparation, and then really it's just the allowing yourself to accept, to take, uh, take on that challenge, mentally accepting. Once you kind of go through that, then you can, uh, start developing, developing a good plan. A book that I, that I read that kind of allowed me to come up with a good plan was, uh, Relentless Forward Progress. And that just kind of gives you some good, uh, tips and tricks of how do I increase my mileage how do I, uh, not just plan for this physically, mentally, but also nutritionally and make sure you come up with a good plan before you execute.
0: Yeah. And, and I love what you mentioned about the analogy between running and life and we'll come back to that a little bit more later, but I'm just, I'm just interested in, in, in you and running and races and challenges and things. Um, and I know the running acronym for, uh, not getting to the end is DNF as in do, did not finish. Have you ever DNF'd a race?
1: No, I, I I actually surprisingly have not uh, DNF a race, but I haven't done many races. Uh, uh, the, the, the 100-miler, it came across my mind uh, many times, but fortunately I had, uh, and I think this is one of the key lessons learned from it, is the reason why I did not DNF was because I had a, a really strong support team. I had a, I had a couple of pacers. I had one pacer that uh, stayed with me for about uh, forty five miles, mm. and if it wasn't for him, I think I would have easily just pulled at a rest stop and uh, not not continued.
0: And, and I can't let that go past without talking about the importance of having guys alongside you, and and our phrase in ascend, which is you know together we are stronger, um, and and knowing what a difference that made there is a, is a great analogy that jumps out straight away. What what do you say to yourself? Because you spend a lot of time on your own on on one of these long runs. And when you're training, I'm sure you do a lot of that on your own. So um what's what's going through your head in all of that time in that space?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely on a on a roller coaster. So it's a motion roller coaster to where uh you'll go through phases of like you're man, I trained, I did right, I did everything right. And then other moments you'll you'll hit this uh deep resistance to where you start rationalizing uh, mm. and, and start thinking about, did I even train right? Uh, am I going to end up in the hospital? Is this even smart? Why did I pay all this money to, to, to do this race? Um, but I think really it goes into just before you start is just mentally accepting that there is no option other than to finish the race, whether mm. it's even if you're just walking across that finish line, it's all part of the part of the journey that you, uh, come to, yeah. come to enjoy at the end of it.
0: Yeah. So, so come on, all the guys are wondering those, especially those who have run and ended up with bleeding nipples. Um, <laughs> what's your worst chafing experience? We need to know that John.
1: Yeah. So, uh, always train with the gear that you're going to have on race day. Mm. Uh, there was one time I bought uh, a new pair of running shorts that have this, uh, inner lining, it had stitching. That uh, goes all the way down the crotch, and by the maybe thirty miles into it, uh, <laughs> oh. I, I, I started feeling, and then towards the end, it was uh, it was not a, it was not a it was something that stayed with me for a few days. Uh, so I had to learn the hard way.
0: Mm, right. Okay. So I know there's not all men wincing now listening to this. So let's let's move on quickly. Um, so so nutrition, I know, is a key to getting through an ultra. What's your go-to when you when you're well into it and your stomach is saying no to everything? What's the, what's the one thing you can get down and keep down?
1: Yeah. Bean cheese burritos. It's, that was my go-to for, for the races of, uh, not just getting the carbohydrate Be-
0: bean cheese
1: burritos. Yeah. Bean cheese burritos.
0: That doesn't sound easy on the stomach, but obviously it, it works for you.
1: Yeah, it's, it was better than a cheeseburger that I decided, uh, halfway through one of the races that was, uh, a, a miserable idea that stayed with me for about 15 miles.
0: Yeah. So, so let's imagine this. You're in a race, you're completely depleted, you're wet and cold, it's dark and you can't see anybody in front or behind. And it's taking all your willpower to put one foot in front of the other. Like what's going on in your heart at that, that point in time? What, who are you thinking about?
1: Yeah. So in, in that moment there, that's where the pain, the suffering, the mental, mental difficulties, the rationalizations that's running through my my mind kind of brings me to more of the the spiritual journey of of doing these ultra runs, to where it makes me think about the the times where the greatest difficulties in my life, uh, I've realized that I can't transcend through it uh, as myself, and so it brings me back to really the the faith that I have, and brings me back to the places where I sacrifice and, and sacrifice the 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 pride that I have in myself of knowing that I can't complete this race or face some of the difficulties that I've had in my life without the the support of God and without the support of the, the people around me.
0: Yeah. So many of the guys listening to this might have started a Couch to 5k program, but only made it as far as the couch. What would you say to somebody who wants to run, but just doesn't know where to start?
1: I think really is just finding any reason to move. It doesn't have to be a run. It doesn't have to be, you know, working out for two, three hours. It could just be grabbing your shoes and, and going for a walk and then just doing consistent application every day and building upon. Uh, you'll be surprised with the amount of momentum and traction that you gain by the consistent application.
0: And and, and there's a great parallel there with our, our faith life as well, which is, you know, if we feel something's too hard, um, if fasting is too hard, how, how do you fast? You don't give up food for three days. You, you give up one meal or you take out one thing out of your diet that that you can do without. And instead of that, you, you spend time with God, you spend time reading the word or whatever. And so I suppose is that get started with something principle. Don't try and become an ultra runner on day one, I think is the advice you're giving. Just move.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one bite at a time. You know, how do you eat an elephant? Just start with that first bite. And over time, you'll start seeing some of the tangible reward that you get from the change of behaviour that you consistently apply.
0: Yeah, great. Now, you've mentioned two scriptures that have carried you through the dark times of self-doubt and wanting to give up. The first one is often quoted by those in military service, so I'm not at all surprised by this one. It's John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And also James 1, verse 12 blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him and it sounds like you John have sought out really difficult running trials to parallel your faith life what great training this has been to stand the test of life and also receive the crown of life so you've achieved a lot in your career in your family and in your sport what unfulfilled dreams do you have what are your ambitions or goals?
1: Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things is uh, trying to figure out how to ma- maintain the balance between, uh, you know, carving out this lifestyle for my family and I. But then also at the same time, I have a, an insatiable appetite to uh, continue to advance my, my career and, and and goals in that. Uh, and so it's trying to strike in the right balance between uh, the family life and lifestyle design while also progressing in in, in my career.
0: Mm. Are you gonna uh, get Amelia running?
1: Yeah, she you know she's already uh, almost trying to walk. Uh, we mm-hmm. uh, just did a, a you know a couple sets of uh, fifty squats because she loves to you know mm-hmm. learning how to squat up and down. So uh, once she starts to ha- starts walking around, I'll will find ways to you know get her to uh, expend some of that energy. So we'll whether it's running around the you know the block or taking her to the park. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to have a running partner, uh, be my be my daughter, so.
0: As I said in the intro, you are now in the final stages of uh, moving out of the UK. You're recording this podcast from a hotel room um, with just a two or three days to go before you uh, jump on a plane and, and leave the country. So what's your reflection as as you do that on your three years here in the UK? And, and in particular, I guess the role that C3 uh, has played in, in you and your family. What will be lasting in your mind as you get on that plane and head back home?
1: Yeah, I think for us is just how much we felt as part of, part of the community and, and accepted with, with the C3. So we came during COVID uh, and uh, things were on lockdown. Um, but I know Brittany was able to still meet and be able to help out with really delivering the food uh, to the people that, that needed it. And so it was great for her to kind of plug in. And I think as I go to different locations with, with the military, there's always uh, a community that we're able to connect with, and uh, I think it just goes back to show that even though it's sometimes it's difficult, it's it's the community and it's those around you that that you're able to get through the, the difficult times.
0: Well, as you do that, we want to say thank you for being part of our family whilst you're, you've been here. You're uh, very welcome to stay with the family, with Church Online and with our podcast. Uh, we just appreciate you and Brittany and Amelia. Uh, it's been great seeing her at Baby and Me on a Wednesday and we appreciate you as a family and thank you for all your serving whilst you've been here. And uh, we wish you all the very best as you, uh, as you move back to the United States.
1: Thank you, Alan. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on here.
0: That's it for this Ascend Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please share it with a mate. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we are stronger.